Hello there. Welcome back to Crying in the Book Club. Um, a very exciting week we have this week and a very exciting show we have. Um, for show notes, <laughs> sorry, it just says chat is back, 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 chat is back. Not sure what this means. Uh, not sure what's going on, but... Um, wrote the show uh, notes. That's true. I did write the show notes. Uh, but that voice you heard is Jean-Luc. Jean-Luc, how you doing? I'm okay. I'm okay. Wow. Just okay. Chad is back and just okay. How about uh, how about a little Emily? Emily, are you here? Yeah. Yeah, I'm here. And I'm doing just fine. Wow. Well, um, you know, the cat's out of the bag. We have... Uh, that was my fault. That was my fault. That was my fault. I'm sorry. That's... I shouldn't have no, said the good C word. I was hovering over it, threatening to click it, and then uh, I flew too close to the button that time. <laughs> well, I think I said the word cats, though, so it worked out. It was good. Um, but yeah, you know, Chad has been in our soundboard for a while, uh, and now we've gotten the premium the model. Up, we have John the full Luke. Chad. There we go. There's Chad. Uh, but actual Chad is back. Hi, Chad. Welcome. I have returned. No, I hope you're going to do the whole show like that. Please that do. would be tiring, and I am <laughs> drinking too much to do that. But <laughs> yay, it's true. Oh, Chad is back, and we're yeah. What are you drinking? Uh, brandy. Nice, nice. My my good old friend Chinese brandy. Old listeners of the comics podcast would know about all the crazy <laughs> stories I've had to go through to get to get five dollar brandy sent to me from China. You gotta get it, it was definitely worth it. Yeah, that was. It's very good. Yeah, I'm glad it's still very good. Uh, Chad, thanks for taking the time out of your busy schedule to be here with us today. Um, I know you're a big fan. I know you listen to a lot of Crying in the Book Club. I have listen. never listened to this podcast once. Uh, wow. That, that, that's fine. Uh, I, I don't, I like actively try not to have my friends listen to my podcast. So I'm kind of like, there's a part of me. Yeah, that's I've been in that game that. too. It got me really in trouble at work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I. You know, for those of you who don't know, uh, Chad's podcast opinions are cheap. Check it out; it's very good. But well, we're gonna I have love... the return it... of a classic John Luke drunk bit later. I'm not gonna reveal, but it is. We'll get it there. Is relevant to this, this uh, comic. John Luke looks confused. He looks confused. <laughs> well, yeah. He doesn't know what's going on, but it's okay. Yeah. It's what's just, the bit? He doesn't need to know. Yeah the the All bit right. is that you're gonna talk about Quinlan Voss. Oh, I'm definitely oh, yeah, going to yeah. talk about Quinlan Voss. You completely ruined it, like where I was going with that. But yeah, I, we will be talking. about I know I was trying because. to seed it, and then but you needed to know. So yeah, I opened it. I don't I remember like, that show. Quinlan. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, yeah, there, I edited that show and just like remembered like nothing from it. So we gotta have more shows. Been like there. That. Well, the John Luke? power is in your hands, buddy. That's true. Jean-Luc, you look like you're in like an Afghanistan bunker. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, Not the, in Afghanistan. Is, I, 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 think, I think. I can't disclose my location, but. I think two episodes ago, he just looked like he was he he, he was in a jail cell. He really did ago. look like he was in a jail cell. <laughs> now, now, now he's more underground, so. That jailbait Jean-Luc, right? I'm too old for that and nowhere near attractive enough. Um, no, I'm in an Airbnb where uh, the overhead lights don't work. So that's fun. 
That's why the lighting is weird. You can see the lighting reflected off my computer screen, but then it just fades into darkness over there. I have working overhead lighting. I chose the nice pink mood lighting instead. Yeah. Gets you in the mood for podcasting. It sure does. because you're classy. Alex also has RBG lights, but... <laughs> That's true. They're, they're, they're currently set to uh, to Overwatch uh, yellow, orange. That or is... just yellow. What, white. White and, white and orange? Alex, have you not have you not stopped drinking that Kool Aid since we last did a podcast? <laughs> no, I've stopped it. I just like the colors. It's very nice. <laughs> keeps keeps me nice enough. Alex has been on vacation, but the week before, like the days before vacation, Alex was playing Overwatch. I saw it. It, it was that's happening. a lie. He's, he's that's slandered. I actually was not playing Overwatch. That's not true. That that was actually false. Overwatch Two is out by the time this is out, so maybe I was playing that. And by the time you hear this, Chad will have played one game of Overwatch uh, with with friends, and then probably never played again. I think that's I think that's the plan. There's like there's a coin flip chance that'll happen. <laughs> See, see, it's all worth it. Uh, also, I have COVID right now, so if this hosting is a little weird, that's probably why. Oh, I think I missed that you got COVID, but I guess I intimated that you were sick from. Yeah, context. yeah. It turns out going. It turns out like going to Hawaii uh, when you know the the people who live there don't want you to go to Hawaii. Um, you just get covid is karma which is very fair so but it was a nice vacation until i got it cool stuff would do it again probably not actually um but that's good uh chad why are you here today if you don't mind me asking um i am here because you graciously invited me on to talk about god country which was a kind of a, a seminal uh comics podcast comic book in that it was one we all really liked from image and I think our debut uh, debut reading of Donny Cates as an author, um, one of the one of the handful of comics I was like, this is so good, I have to go buy it, and then make <laughs> all my friends read it because it is amazing. Yeah, yeah, God Country originally came out a uh, six issue miniseries written by Donny Cates, art by Jeff Shaw, and it came out between January twenty seventeen and June twenty seventeen. So, oh, uh, that's been a win. I was shocked to see yeah. that it was twenty seventeen. I, I thought this book was like summer 2016. I thought that this was like right when we started doing the the comics podcast, but I was wrong. Yeah, no, I was, remember we had all those shitty rebirth books we had to do first. I was gonna say we didn't start off well. We had to get through some oh, stuff that's, to, to that's get to right. God Country. We did like four yeah. months of the worst comics DC has ever published. Through the fire and the flames. Hey, Detective Comics was good for the first three and a half issues. James Tinian doing that's his true. thing. That was pretty. That cool. Wonder Woman um, run was good, but I, I think everybody sort of just fell off of it at some point. I think we all just like ind- independently stopped reading it at different points. I uh, I own it all in trade now. It's pretty good, but can't really speak to where I was in 2017. Uh, I probably read it. I read too much stuff I don't back know then. Her. Yeah, but I, I mean, I think the main thing about this series was that it came out from January to June, like six straight months, and uh, I don't know, Brian Lee O'Malley, Leslie Hung. Come on, it's possible. Six issues, six months. We're Snot Girl. We haven't had an issue this year. I don't think we're getting one this year. So it's still the best comic this yes, year. Yes, Snot Girl comic of the year every year. It is. It is. It is. It is. Um, uh, actually, God Country uh, was one of the top ten comics of 2017 on the Comics Podcast. I know because I went back to listen to the last five minutes of that show. So where did you find it? I thought that was been. It's just like it's just like on Apple Podcasts. It's just like hosted there. 
it won't I, show up for me on my iTunes, but I'm using iTunes like a caveman. And I, yeah, yeah. You know, I I only went to like the internet thing at part, and it's like they said, "Do you want to open iTunes?" I'm like, "No," and it just played it for me. So I think either Apple's, I think Apple's paying our bills. I think we have our first sponsor for the comics I, podcast. I, so Spotify is def, Spotify is uh, definitely doing the same thing because I I looked at the spot of uh, the Spotify page for the comics podcast, and all of the episodes are well. Every episode past like episode sixty something is there, and like works. So you yeah, can but that's how it was. That's how that's how it's always well not always yeah. but that's how it's been since yeah we since that's how it's been as long as I was a listener of the comics podcast. Yeah. You don't want you don't want to hear those first sixty episodes. There there's some there, I don't know. Actually, I want to hear the Aquaman is, porn one. I know. I was gonna say episode ten is being lost to time is a true shame. Didn't we just? It is. I like the one where you did the porn, Sean. Oh I, yeah, I like well, that, that one too. That one's not. That one we have. That one. That one we have. Apple is sponsoring that show right now. So yeah, you you can hear if you're interested. If you want to listen to episode 169, I think it's a it's 169. I'm pretty sure. We we were so talented. We we were so wow. We are some funny bitches, as it turns (laughs) out. That's pretty good. (laughs) You can uh, listen to Emily and Alex and Chad reenact my. admiral hux uh erotic fanfic or not hux god hux sucks no 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 no, no. captain kennedy you know it's erotic true captain it kennedy fanfic yeah and if if this podcast gets 10 listens we're gonna do it again that's right chad will be back in six months to read it read the fan fiction and john luke will write some Sebulba, new chapters the Sebulba Wado erotic fanfic we can release that to the public oh i forgot wow. you actually i would that. love nothing more than that you joke but i am on board Speaking of great writing, uh, it was writer Donnie Cates' first comic at Image, uh, God Country. He'd previously written The Ghost Fleet and Paybacks at Dark Horse. And uh, arguably, it's his big break, because uh, since then, he's got on to write Redneck and crossover for Image and uh, doing some Marvel stuff that I don't, you know, Hulk, Venom, Thor, Thanos. I don't know if any of that's good. I think I read one of them, so it's okay. I, I know crossover did, was, was, was pretty bad, but they had like a, the, the sword from God Country in there in, in one issue. That was the last one I read. It was like it was like the the cliffhanger. It was like Valifax is here, and everyone's like, oh, "What? That's crazy!" Um, and yeah, and Jeff Shaw kind of works closely with Kate's. Did Buzzkill crossover Thor, Thanos, Guardians of the Galaxy? Uh, sorry, I don't mean to interrupt. Do you know who the artist is on Ghost Fleet? Uh, yes, uh, Daniel Warren Johnson. Which is just funny to me because that, that book team. predates the comics podcast by like a couple months. But that is a hell of a that would have been a hell of a creative team for like 2017 comics podcast it would have been too yeah. powerful i think it is Probably. it's funny like since this book donny cates has kind of gone down and then like you know the, the other guy's only gone up so it's good stuff yeah good old daniel warren johnson um but yeah if you love god country there's a movie announced in 2021 and cates is gonna write the oh, screenplay shit. see how that goes yeah it's for legendary huh. i don't know i don't know what they're doing now but we'll see you know this actually um, this is one of the few comics that I think would just make a good movie. Normally, I'm like, no, make it a TV show, like, because, you know, you don't want to feel like you have to rush everything. But, like, I feel like you could pretty much cover all this in a movie. I'd watch it. Yeah. And then I'd be like, oh, the comic's better. And I'd be like, yay, cool. <laughs> uh, before we jump into the plot, though, I, I mentioned that God Country is one of the top 10 comics, comics podcast in 2017. Uh, I'm going to give you each a chance to name one other comic that was a top 10 comic in 2017 on the Comics Podcast. Starting with Chad, you're, you're a guest, so. 
Oh fuck! <laughs> what happened? Um, the Black Monday murders. Ooh, a good book, but not from 2016. Uh, 2017. Sorry, John Luke. Can you name a book that was from 2017 top ten? Um, Snot Girl. It's possible. It's possible because it's correct. Snot Girl was in the top ten in 2017. That's when the series started. That's yeah. that's when we got our first Snot Girl. Uh, interesting year. Uh, Emily, top ten book 2017. Uh, Mr. Miracle. Mr. Miracle was a top ten book in 2017. Only made the list apparently because Alex was 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 asking for it. That's that's what the audio said. So thank you guys. I guess. Uh, the other books there were uh, Killer Be Killed, uh, like Deadly it. Class. Oh, remember Killer Be Killed? Yeah, yeah. So Deadly good. Class didn't suck. AD <laughs> After Death, back when uh, Scott Snyder got a little help from his good friend Jeff Lemire. Um, oh, there's more. I don't know. I have the list upstairs, but those are on I there. still refuse to believe that Scott Snyder wrote a single fucking word for AD After Death. <laughs> if, if comics journalism was profitable and... Or even like if I was still in it and I had a chance to talk to Scott Snyder, it'd be like, so AD after death. What 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 really happened there? What was what was was that like? Oh, come on. It's okay. It's not going anywhere. Uh yeah. But twenty seventeen was a good year for comics. I know I didn't I think Injustice came out that year too. Um that made the top ten. Um some other stuff made the top ten. Good year of comics. And uh yeah, God Country was part of it. My voice is leaving me, so if someone could please read the plot summary for this book, that would be great while I drink some water and cough. Was Underwinter on our 2017 list? It was. I'm actually going to go get the rest of the list while while I get water and cough. How did I not guess that? I got a fucking cover quote on that one. I own all of, every trade of Underwinter. Amazing. Yeah. Um, I can I can do the plot summary uh, while Alex goes to uh, get some water. Um, I guess I should also do the spoiler warning since I'm going to explain the plot of God Country. So if you haven't read it, you should go do that. Um, it's worth it. And it's very, it's very quick. It's only six issues. What are you doing? Yeah, it's six issues. It's, a, it's actually a really breezy read too. So you should, you should definitely be it reading It really that. is. Um, God Country is, uh, the story of the Quinlan Voss family. Um, there is, uh, Emmett Quinlan Voss, who is the, uh, the grandfather. Well, he is the father of, uh, Roy Quinlan. Um, he's an old widower who is, uh, you know, has dementia, um, and has had some, you know, when, when the, when the, when the book picks up, it's right after he's had like a violent outburst where the cops have, uh, you know, had to basically like settle him down and, and get him home. And he's like actively like lashing out and hurting people. Um, and so his son shows up with his uh, wife and daughter, uh, his young daughter um, to sort of settle him down and, and figure everything out. Um, but before they can do that, uh, the house gets completely obliterated uh, by a tornado um and from the wreckage of that house uh comes Emmett uh but he remembers everything he doesn't have dementia anymore or alzheimer's anymore but instead of alzheimer's he has this really sick really big sword called Valifax um yeah yeah Valifax is 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 uh Emmett's homie Valifax is my homie all the homies love Valifax um in this house, we love and support Valifax. 100,000%. 100, 100, 
Um, all my knives are, are are imbued with the power of Valifax. It's not all good news. There we go. Chad is wielding Valifax. <laughs> but uh, it's not all good news because now that Emmett is in uh, possession, Emily's wielding Valifax now. Damn, we got a lot of Valifax. Yeah, I have a. There. I have my knife has movement on it. It's not Val. That's not Valifax. Oh, move. That's cool, though. Don't be mean. I like how everything you own, Emily, is on brand. You know, that's just how I live my life, Chad. The way that uh, Emmett's adversaries live their lives is that they kill and destroy everybody who takes their school sword from them. Uh, and so he he, he comes face to face with uh, the god of war, uh, Aristus, uh, who's come to retrieve the sword for his father, uh, the All-Father, the god of gods. Uh, I've never said this out loud before, so bear with me, but his name is Atom? Atom? Something along those lines. Um, obviously, Emmett doesn't want to Adam. I wonder back. if that's like Adam, like things are made of atoms. Yeah, it def it, I think it definitely <coughs> is, right? I, that had never occurred it's Atom. Atom, yeah. Chad's brain really just going overdrive, as usual. As listeners of the comics podcast. Will as know. usual. Um... Yeah. So, obviously, Emmett doesn't want to give up the sword, uh, but he has to go through some, you know, now that he, you know, has recovered miraculously from Alzheimer's, but uh, he needs the sword to, to keep it at bay, and so he, he hangs on to it. Uh, he fights through Adam's other son, Balegrim. Along the way that his granddaughter gets kidnapped, his son and his son's wife are, you know, attacked by zombies. Everything sort of works out very briefly, and then until... Aristus shows back up for a final confrontation, and rather than than killing Aristus at the end of this confrontation, uh, Emmett uh, opens uses Valifax to fly straight to Adam and take the battle straight to uh, his real enemy, and it just and it ends with uh, him, you know, perishing and his son Roy showing up and you know seeing him one last time before he dies as. The and, and leaving Valifax behind. You don't need the sword, as the comics loves to tell you. It's not a story about a sword, but it is a story about a sword because there's a really cool sword in it. What what really that is uh, that is that is the, what, what what the story is is about. But Alex, you're back. Yeah, I well, I'm back with knowledge, and that was a lovely story that John Luke told about uh, the good old book God Country coming to theaters soon. That, hopefully, who knows? Uh, but I just wanted to it say wasn't that lovely. No, no. But it wasn't that not lovely at the same time. That's um, yeah. So yeah, 2017 books. God Country, Snot Girl, Mr. Miracle, Underwinter, Killer Be Killed, AD After Death, Deadly Class, and three more. Two of them have the word city in them. That's that's the hint. That's the little hint there. Did Royal City come out that long? Royal level? City came out in Astro 2017. City? And Astro City. Wow. I'm a true yeah. 2017 era comics podcast fan. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, so in the top 10, it wasn't Injustice. That was the next year. It was rounded out by The Wildstorm. So that was the, the top 10 books of oh, 2017. God, pretty, yeah. uh, pretty crazy list. Yeah. The Wildstorm was yeah. a cool and it, book. That was a year where we didn't... We didn't actually end up on numbering the books that year. We just were like... I <laughs> I think the quote was, we're 45 minutes in and we haven't talked about albums or TV shows. Let's not number them. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a... That, that's a Let's guess who did that quote, uh, Emily. No, uh, but yeah, 
it was, it was a good year for books and uh, god country was definitely uh one of, the, one of the highlights there i think it kind of i don't know would it would it have been number one that year maybe royal city i think maybe royal city probably i probably would have gotten god country I think it was good that Chad said we should cut it at 45 because we, we probably could have argued for another 30 minutes. You know, you have Snock Girl in there too. Oh, the uh, reason first that I thought that this book was written by Jeff Lemire is because I did, for some reason, I got it switched with Royal City because you guys talked about it around the same time and it just made a switch in my brain. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, me, uh, Chad, and Jen Luke had read this book previously on the Comics Podcast. But back then, Emily, you were but a loyal listener, a big fan. Um, so you read it for the first time now. And what did you what did you think? Did it live up to the, to the hype we made it? I really liked it a lot. And I did actually cry. <laughs> I really was crying in the book club today. Uh, and I can... Uh, like i guess i didn't expect because like it got real sad and i was like yeah like this is sad but like i'm fine and then there was just like one moment that actually really got me but um it's very good yeah 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 for the listeners alex held up a like double page spread from Uh, the book to the camera and emily was like yes and it was exactly the the part that made me cry yeah, spe- specifically the scene where uh, where Emmett like is dying and his last thing is he gives his son all his mm-hmm. memories and like all his like from his life and like the joy and all that kind of stuff and then he's gone. Yeah. So it's uh, pretty cool. Sorry, Donny Cates, the sculptor already did that scene. <laughs> <laughs> well, I also haven't read the sculptor. I don't think did we? We didn't read that uh, one. Huh? For... Oh, you should read the sculptor. That, I that's remember. A good I know. I've heard you guys talk about it before. I think I think I I think we did it. Did, did we do a book club or did I just convince you guys to buy it on the show one time and then we talked about it after? You convinced me to buy it I on the show one time. Mm. Well, no, we we did a show on it. It was episode one hundred and fifty. It was like p- before COVID, so it wasn't like one of the book club shows okay. where there were no regular books coming out. We did uh, the sculptor and we did volumes one through four of. Um, Holy shit, that Jim Zub book, the one about the Irish girl in Japan. Wayward. 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 Yes. Wayward. Um, yeah. Um, and that was like our 150th episode spectacular was we, we didn't talk about anything. I think we bitched about the new Alien movie. Uh, and then we talked about uh, those, two, those two books. So That sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we could read The Sculptor sometime again, but... Uh... Yeah. Uh, Chad, what was it like going back to God Country? Did you, uh, did, do you regret buying it? Oh, God, no. This, this, this comic is still, like, absolutely amazing. Honestly, I think I might like this more now than I did then. I was, um, I was reading it a little bit slower, or at least trying to. I was trying to pay attention to the things narratively it was doing um, that maybe I would have missed and just trying to really appreciate it. And I, I still do like this comic is really good. I would say like every issue of this, if it's either a 10 or like a 9.5, like if I was going to be reductive and throw a number number at it, right? Like it is, it is a fantastic six issue series. It is really ridiculously good. Yeah. If, if you were going to log back into your read the nerdy login, which I'm sure still works and, you know, write an article about it, you'd, you'd give like a 9.5 or a 10. Yeah. Nice. 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 Uh, Jean-Luc. Do you agree with the previous two folks? No, I think God Country sucks now, actually. Cool. 
no, I, I <laughs> no, this is this is still I, I'm 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 like absolutely with Chad here. Like, this is the this is a fucking hell of a book. Like, I talk a lot about how like I'll like read something that I read years like a comic that I read years and years ago and be like, wow, I can't believe I like that. Um, but no, God Country is like a total fucking like tour de force. Like this this shit like this might as well be a masterpiece. You know, this is like one of the best comics of, of the, the 20th, the 21st century. I think it's fair to say, like, I don't know. Like the, the levels that like Cates is operating on here is just like, some like a, something that I don't think he ever quite achieved again, but B like something that like very few comic book writers can achieve for, you know, a six issue story. Like hands down. I think this book is still like phenomenal. Um, and yeah, like like Chad said, uh, it's nice when you can just like sit down and like just read God Country and not like read issue three of God Country in the middle of like six DC books and two Marvel books and three other shitty image number ones that came out in the same week. Um, you can really you can give it the you, know, you can really give it the attention it deserves. This reads so nice as just one complete piece. I didn't even think about the fact that you guys were reading it one issue at a time. It does such a good job, though, of going issue to issue. Like, everything about this comic is effortless. Um, I, I took notes when I was reading this on actual fucking notebook wow. paper. Because wow. I, didn't, I didn't feel like uh, using my phone. And I was like, I will handwrite notes like a, like a boomer. Wow. And like my first note is literally like the precision and ease this comic has to introduce its main cast is insane. Uh, but that applies to basically everything in this comic. I feel like every writing decision in this comic is the smart one. And it, it, it just seems so effortless the way he goes from scene to scene and character moment to character. moment. it, I, I kind of can't get over it. Like I was like geeking out on the writing quality of this as I was reading it. Yeah, it's it's remarkable how he goes from like these big like uh, Kirby esque like fight scenes to like these small character moments, and then just like back and forth, back and forth, and it just it works so well. Uh, it's also like I mean, obviously a deeply personal story. Uh, he dedicates this one to his dad. We don't I don't really know the story about his dad and everything, but you know the book's about Alzheimer's and people losing their memory and you know losing part of themselves and stuff like that. And uh, yeah, it's 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 wild that this was really his first big like project that he worked on uh, minus a couple dark horse things, but uh, really, really came out of the park and hasn't really done anything like this since, but Hey, we have God country, so it's okay. Yeah. I mean, you get the feeling, even though I didn't, um, I like, I didn't actually notice the dedication, um, but you get the feeling that this is a very personal story, even just reading it. Uh, it's got a lot of that like imbued within it. Yeah. Yeah, there's like a there's a lot of pain in the the first issue of the story despite it being kind of the the way it ends is very uplifting. Uh Emmett gets his memories back. He's got a sword. Like things are looking up, right? But those first like 5 or 6 pages are really gut-wrenching. And honestly to me, I think they were the most tragic parts of the story largely because like, oh, this is a real genuine look at someone with Alzheimer's and his family trying to deal with it and splintering and falling apart like every scene and every piece of dialogue and that just felt like it came from a very genuine place absolutely yeah i mean the way it establishes roy roy and jane's relationship where it's like you know what they're like they obviously have their own issues but but where, where 
she's just like done with Emmett. She's done with like what he's become due to the disease and everything. And he's just like, Hey, that's, that's my dad. I can't really like abandon him or something. Even though you learn that he wasn't maybe like, you know, the most loving father um, during the life and everything, which makes it, I guess, even more tragic. Cause he's like holding out for it. I was going to say the callback to that scene in issue five though, where he's fighting um, the God of war. I can't atrium or something like that. And uh, his wife is like, we need to get the hell out. Yeah. yeah. He's like, we need to get the hell out of here. And he's like, okay. And they like, I will drive. Like, you know, he, he goes through that character arc. Right. And so you get kind of a repeat of, we need to get out of here. And now he's on board with it. And it's kind of really uh, realized what he has to lose, what, what is important to him. And it's such a, it's one of those things where like, it's such an effortless, beautiful way to just showcase character growth without calling attention to it. Yeah, the, the thing that really gets me about that first issue is the way that, like, everything sort of trickles down from Roy's relationship with, with Emmett, where, like, I mean, Alex, this is what Alex was saying, is that, you know, like, I mean, it, it, you get the sense that, like, Roy and his wife, Janie, I think is her name, like, have, like, a decent relationship, but as soon as they introduce Emmett to the equation, it sort of, like, blows everything out of the water, because it's just impossible to be around you know, some, for, for, if you don't have like that close personal relationship that obviously Roy has to his father, like it's so hard to be around someone with Alzheimer's. Um, and the thing that like really gets me is the way that like at the beginning, Roy's daughter, like Emmett's granddaughter is like so excited to see her grandpa. Um, the, like I was like, dude, I was crying in the book club literally in the, at the end of the first issue uh, that moment, like, it's like, it's not the last page, but it's like one of the last three or four pages of the first issue after he gets Valifax. And it's like this, there's like the really bright, like pink and tan and like light blue sky in the background. And Emmett is sort of like turning his head. And yeah, it's exactly the page that Alex is holding it up, up. And he says, did you say grandpa when his granddaughter is running to him? Cause this is like really the first time that he's like actually meeting his granddaughter like that was like such a, I mean, I remember that moment being a gut punch, like the first time I read the book, but even this time, like just the way that like that work, the way that scene works and the way it works on the page turn too, of like, you're not really sure what's going to happen. Like you're not really sure where it's going with the sword. Cause previously Emma's just like standing in a crater, like holding Valifax. Um, and then he just like has a smile, a, this like big smile on his face and the way that like, jeff shaw draws the way that it's like plotted for that to be on the page turn and the way that jeff shaw draws that is just like it's like such like a perfect example of like how you use like the medium and the page turn and the visual parts of the medium to like such extraordinary effect it's like that is like that is the moment that i think like i mean previously like that moment at the end where Emmett gives Roy all of his memories was like the moment that I remembered from God country is like, that's like the big emotional beat. But now I'm like, damn that the, the it's, it's much smaller, but I think that one in the first issue is just like, and it's so obvious why, like, cause I just remember us like gushing about this issue on the show and just going back and reading. It's like so obvious why that was the case. It's just like so perfectly executed. A hundred percent. It's, it's a pretty good book. I don't know. It's all right. Uh, <laughs> you didn't tell us what you uh what you thought about it on this read if you still liked it for all we know you don't like it anymore. oh yeah oh yeah i know it's good i mean it's just the i mean it kind of goes to my next question but what is it with the art but the way it like 
he has these big bombastic like fight scenes and moments where it's like literal gods fighting each other and then it's just like you know it has that moment where like you said it's like hey seeing your granddaughter for like what is like the first time and having that realization or um how how roy and jane have, are like you know not like mending their marriage but working on it as they're sort of going through this crazy situation and it's um it's really cool like they're going up against like the zombie horde and they're just like holding each other and they're like well we're probably about to die now and it, you know they don't end up doing that but it's just like stuff that goes on that really builds them up um but yeah talking about talking about the art like i i mentioned earlier that it kind of has this like kirby-esque uh inspiration where it's these like big gods fighting each other and then it's got those small intimate moments uh what did you guys think of the art and how it sort of uh brought that to life with with kate's uh already uh, established great writing that we've we've already mentioned oh, this book is gorgeous absolutely gorgeous one of the things i noticed on this read is the way um, the coloring uses temperature to shift between scenes uh, where there's a lot of like when things are really fucked up and sad, like it's a lot of cooler colors. It's it's blues and greens and they're, they're saturated in kind of a, a darker way. And then as things get better, you get more yellows, pinks, kind of like light purples. And so like issue one and two are like this gradient from dark cold colors to bright colors when he first gets the sword and he sees himself and can remember things and then this transfer back into cold colors until you're in like the depths of space in another dimension where the gods are like we have to go get this sword back and that kind of continues on throughout the issue just this ebb and flow of, of temperature that i never noticed when we first read this and i thought it was another like piece of just like effortless brilliance because it's so smart and it's so subtle and it doesn't call itself at all it just if you notice it, you're like, fuck, this is cool. Yeah, it's it's it really is like a masterclass all the way through where it's like. Yeah, and I, I think it's like even more evident when you like sort of read it all at once because like the transition from issue two to issue three, I think is like where this is like the most, like it's the most obvious because issue two was all the like highs of Emmett having his memories back and Aristus like shows up to get Valifax back from Emmett in issue two. But they don't actually fight. They have like this like sort of like one-on-one -on -one conversation where they go Aristus and uh, who is the son of the the, the all-father god and Emmett go off and like they basically just talk it out and come to like a settlement and an agreement and both of them like understand the sort of like impossible situation the other is in where Aristus has to get the sword back because it's the only way that he thinks he can like prove himself to his father and Emmett can't give the sword back because it's the only lifeline he has to his son and, and to his son's family. And that cover, that whole interaction, like those like five or six pages is like fantastic. Um, and then in issue three uh, is, you know, it starts off sort of slow with like the family having these conversations with each other, but then it also like, it introduces Balegrim, who's the other, uh, son of the All Father God, and is the one who brings the the who brings in the, like all, this like horde of zombies, and that's like the the most like I think if you go like page for page on like issues issue two and issue three, you see that color gradient changing like in such an obvious way where it goes from like really bright and then it's like all cast at night, it's all in shadows, it's like purples and dark blues and stuff. It's um, and it's the kind of thing where, like, if you go a month between reading the issues, you may not necessarily notice it, right? Because, you know, it's been a month since you looked at the art the last time. But when you read them, like, back to back, you're like, oh, shit, this is actually, like, really a really clever way of, like, casting. 
Yeah, I really like the uh like the character design for the god characters. I think they uh all look very interesting and like you can really it's you know, the mark of good character design, especially in something like this, when you can kind of like look at one of them and get what their whole deal is and uh I think they all uh exemplify that really well. And I think they all just look very cool. I love the first panel where, where you see Balegrim and he's like, got He's like topless. You can tell he's evil because he's, he's, he's got like really pale skin and like the maroon oh, yeah. coloring on his brooch, but like, he's kind of hot. Uh, it's, it's like, it is like so amazing. Like the way that like so good. he's cast, like, like right off the bat, you're like, Oh, I know exactly who this motherfucker is. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. There's a lot of humanity in, like, their designs, too. Like, they're god characters, but they're still, at the end of the day, they're still written as people. And they're still portrayed as people. Like, the way um they the way they emote, and the, especially when they're, like, losing or kind of despairing. And it brings them down to the same level as everybody else, despite the fact that they could, like, destroy the planet they're on. And it does so much to just add to like the gravitas of 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 Emmett as a character of Valifax as an object but then just to the story itself where everybody is on the same level despite being drastically different in power yeah i mean e- even the gods it's 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 a father-son story there too right where like you know aristos oh, yeah. and and uh mr mr what's his name Balegrim. i love that name i that's the fantastic. moment that i like realized that that's what the book was doing i was like "Ooh, yes i love the relationship parallels <laughs> so what do you guys think of the relationships for all i mean i i'd say especially with aristus because he's sort of the guy who we get the most time with and he's uh in my, in my opinion painted as like a nice guy he's like hey he just kind of goes and talks to emmett he doesn't fight him right away and then he goes to his dad he's like well i guess i gotta make my dad happy Time to fight you, Emmett. But he's like, he's a chill dude, and he dies with like a sword through his, you know, body that his dad does. So, what, what do you guys kind of think of that? Because at the end, it's like um, Emmett dies, his son lives, but um, I guess the big bad guy kind of lives, but he's in his own thing, and his son dies. I was under the impression that the big bad guy died, and then his son maybe lived, but also could have died because the whole kingdom fell into a collapsing star. That's also possible. Yeah, I, I think that's the way it ends. Is that like. You, it sort of ends ambiguously where because Roy goes into the into the kingdom of the gods to get Emmett, mm-hmm. and the ending is just like Emmett gives him his memories, and then Roy just like takes Valifax and like leaves Aristus and Adam to like fight it out. Like that's what I. There's like this panel. There's this page in in issue six where it's like it's in emmett is like or roy is holding emmett's body uh and it's like in focus and in the background like completely blurred out is aristus and um adam fighting each other and the only way you can tell it's aristus and adam is because of the like the color schemes because it's just completely blurred out into the background um it's the kind of thing where, like, That's a really I, cool I was yeah. I, I was reading it digitally, and I flipped the page, and I was like, "Yep, Chad found it." I flipped the page on my digital reader, and I was like, "Wait, is it just like is it is the resolution like not loading?" And I'm like, "Oh wait, no, of course." It's like it's this is obviously like an intentional moment of like mm-hmm. they're just sort of fighting oh, it he out. Does kill his kid. Yeah. Yeah, he gets fucked up at the end, and the dad's still alive. 
Not that it well, matters. I think I mean, the dad. The, the uh, it is He's implied that too. the dad dies. Yeah. 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 With with the whole realm and the sword. I mean, because the whole thing is the uh, is the dad Adam like basically sacrificed the realm of the gods to make, to create Valifax, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Like he he like sacrificed, yeah. And then and and like that's the only like that he he became so lost in like securing like something as his legacy of in in Valifax that he like lost sight of his relationship yeah. with and he sacrificed his kids, which is it's it's nice because then it's like hey Emmett's whole legacy is his kids and he gives that memory to him and that's the whole book right it's like it's the stories of the people who are you know outlive us and and I love that line where Aristus tout like after Belgrim dies and Aristus alludes to like there being two other brothers who like died in really futile ways, like prior to God country. It's just like those like small little bits of dialogue that just fill in the backgrounds of like who Adam is as like who Adam's character is. And like, and this, and Cates does this for like every character in the book where you get these like little moments or little lines of dialogue that really like, shade in the the like otherwise ambiguous backgrounds of the characters and like moments like that are just phenomenal i can't believe they put the roy family in space <laughs> I, I don't think chad and uh chad no and that were, was that joke was the... just for you john <laughs> yeah thank you we got Roy's. We got we got Quinlan. Like we've got we've we got, got, we, it we got all. all the hits. Okay, yeah. I'm so Play sorry. We, we've gotten this far, and we and, and we haven't you know mentioned. I mean, we did mention it, but we didn't mention Jean Luc hasn't really jumped into the fact that the main character's name is Quinlan, like Quinlan Boss. Is this a confirmation that this well, is a Star you, Wars story? Or you stood up and left, and I introduced Emmett Quinlan as Emmett Quinlan Boss. Oh, okay. Well, let's. I'll stop there. That's <laughs> you know, okay. though, I'll tap out. Fun fact: his middle name is G Biv. Emily Shut the fuck that. up, John Luke. I know that's all that matters. <laughs> Only one person needed to. <laughs> that's the good thing of having more more people on a show too. More higher chance people laugh. That's the higher the real higher secret to podcasting. I got a golf clap. Speaking of funny things, uh, God Country deals heavily with Alzheimer's and the and, and the destructive power of memory. Uh, we, we kind of talked about it before, but how do you how do you guys think that uh, this book sort of handled that 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 uh the the disease and sort of put it into a book that you're like oh it's a comic book ha 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 nice i i don't really know i've never uh at least at, up, up until now i've never really had to personally deal with a family member uh struggling with alzheimer's and uh so i don't really feel like i i'm you know i don't have any sort of relevant experience to say whether or not i thought it was well handled but i think uh i mean you know it's obviously it's a very touching book and uh it was very uh it seemed like it was very sensitively handled um but also i don't know uh if i can say that (laughs) fair fair i my my experience with with alzheimer's is largely like watching 60 minutes interviews with either people with it or people that have a loved one that has it. Um, so obviously no personal experience, but from just a, Oh, I guess, you know, like a vague research level, like it seems really spot on. It's, it, it feels very humanized. It feels very accurate to what I know about the disease. I, I am not interested in learning more because it's 
just such a tragic That's illness fair. that it's like you know yeah it's uh kind of a bummer you know not a lot of people are talking about how alzheimer's <laughs> is kind of a bummer yeah alzheimer's is uh, alzheimer's is canceled we are canceling alzheimer's yeah yeah no longer allowed um, to come here i heard alzheimer's say a racial slur once so I th- whoa breaking I mean, news People with Alzheimer's have definitely said. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't blame them for that, though. They have like literal Do brain worms. Yeah, that's that's not. Quinlan has said a racial slur. Yes, yes. of course. He yeah. lives in Texas. <laughs> I of course he has. Um, no, on, on the Alzheimer's thing, I mean, like it. It, it seems very like. Uh, my, my experience with it is also fairly limited. My like my great grandma had it. Um, I was very young. I never. I I didn't know. Like, she passed away when I was like eleven or twelve. So I I didn't know her very well. But like, I've never seen like my my grandpa like more like sad than in the moments where like he would try to talk to her and she like wouldn't know who he was like who he was because that was that was his mom. Um, yeah. And like so that part of it is like the part of it at the beginning where Roy is like clearly so distraught that his father can't even remember him. Like that to me is like, that's the side of it that like, I have like at least a very small amount of, of familiarity with it. And that like red is, as very real to me. And also what red is very real to me is the, like, like Roy's like insistence that like, he doesn't want to put his dad in a home. Um, and that's like, also like a very, like, there's such there's a tendency like in western cultures in particular and and i think you know america even more so than like other countries of like just toss old people in a in an old person's home like and forget about them more or less and hey so that's big business sean luke i i know sure. that's that's why i like it was like it's america that's an american thing we we invented that yeah i just like that they did the that they had it to like you know the sword helped him but it wasn't you know, even the power of the gods wasn't something that could just like, hey, oh, yeah. Alzheimer's is cured. It was like a brief thing, which is, you know, kind of the whole story. Um, but it, it really added some weight to it. Um, uh, over to Chad, what was your favorite moment in God Country? I love, and this is, I feel like this is a repeat of maybe the last time we talked about God Country back in 2017. Well, it's a new podcast. But when, uh, when Valifax is talking to the, do- uh, to the granddaughter and it's just like, I am not a toy. I am every sword ever. And I am spilling blood as we speak. And then she like cries and runs away. And he's just like, I'm not good at talking to children. It's a very Chad and, moment. And it's just like, yeah, no shit. And it's like, God, that moment is so fucking good. It humanizes the sword while also giving it lore. Like it does two things so well. And I love that halfway through it, the sword like tries to salvage it. Valfax is like, oh, I'm also like every great hero wielding my blade mm-hmm. and giving them courage. And <laughs> and she is still just like horrified by the things that, that, that are coming. <laughs> well, I guess they're not coming out of the sword's mouth, but, but by the things the sword is saying. I also love that she, after a certain point, starts carrying around like a toy sword. And I'm just like, is Valifax in that sword too? Because I think I think he is. I think oh, that's how he works. I choose to believe that. Yeah. And I wonder, like, does she not get hurt because she's carrying around this toy sword? Oh, I like that. It's very cute. Well, yeah, and the, the only moment where she's in any real danger is when Balegrim takes her and she doesn't... There's, like, the panel at the end of the issue where the sword is left in the kitchen with her parents. Um, 
it's it, that's it's a good it's a good like that's like such a good narrative device that she's just emulating yeah. her her grandpa in that way. My favorite moment yeah. also has to do with uh, the granddaughter. I my favorite moment is um, just like when uh, what is the war god's name? Aristus. 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 When Aristus is stuck on Earth and he's just like. Once again, I do not know who is going to win between your grandfather Aww. and my dad. And she's like, I think my grandpa's going to win. And he's like, well, okay, kid. Like, it's just, I really like when Aristus is stuck on Earth. It's just really fun, funny and good. <laughs> like, the conversations he has with, like, the the family. Oh, it's very cute. It makes you wish that a great for oh i'm gonna interject the moment's great because one her facial expression is brilliant because she's so pissed and defiant and just like try me bitch so good but also (laughs) like aristus is being so charitable and just like i realize i am dealing with a mortal child i have to act a certain (laughs) way and she is like just spitting on his goodwill and he's taking it so well and like that dynamic is so cute Cute. it's so good aristus is such a homie what was such a homie i love him he's great I'd go to a Juggalo concert with him. (laughs) It's like, I also just love that, like, he shows up and it's like this big, threatening, like, 12-foot-tall dude in, like, Greek, like, ancient Greek armor with a hammer. And it's just like, oh, this guy's come to, like, fuck them up. And then he's just, like, he just, like, hangs out with them. He's, like, just becomes, they're just friendly with each other. It's it's yeah. it's like such a good like it's such a minor like little subversion of expectations that happens like within just like one issue, but it's it's so fun. I mean, he's just like another guy that wishes he had a better relationship with his dad. Yeah. At yeah. the end of the day. Yeah. Yeah, like he has really no invest like he doesn't care about Balifax at the end of the day, right? Like No. It's it's no. just he's it's just like his only motivation is uh, you know, getting back in his his da- his father's good graces while he watches his dad like throw everything away, which is the same thing yeah. that Roy is doing. Yeah, yeah, man. Oof. Wow, it pretty runs. good. A little Love bit. Jean Luc, favorite moment. I think you might have already mentioned it though. I did mention it, but uh, another one that I really like is the panel where Roy in the last issue when Roy comes back from the God Dimension. And he just throws Valifax away. And there's just that one panel where you see Valifax in the foreground and him hugging his wife and daughter, like in the background. And Valifax is just lying in the grass. Um, that is that, that moment, like also like really hits for me. Um, yeah. Like, I love that of just like, you could like the people trying to take this extremely powerful tool from you are like dead you could have Valifax and, you know, have all of the power that comes with it. Um, and that's just not, that's just not the thing that's important at the end of the day, which is what the, it yeah. just sums up like the thesis statement of the book so well. Yeah. Those, those, those panels, that, that, that page, the whole page uh, mm. where that happens really. Yeah. For, for me, I mean, like they're all, all great moments, but for me, it's, it's, it's the one on the t-shirt it's the end of issue two when uh when good old when our good buddy uh aristus goes back to his dear old dad and he's like yeah so like they didn't give the sword back and he has a message for you and it's like 
what, what, what is the message? And it's like, come and take it. And it's like, oh shit, so they're gonna fight. It's gonna be so good. It's just such like a such like a cool, cool, badass thing to say. And that, you know, this is a book that has so much depth and all over the place, and it's cool that they also have moments where it's just like, ah, they're gonna fight, let's go. I I'm still like not over how well this balances all of the things it does. And like I said, it everything feels just effortless. I don't know what I would love to talk to Donnie Cates for like four hours on how he wrote this because it, it, it just so precise. Every word, every like punctuation mark just feels like precisionly placed to tell this story and to create an emotional response. Like there is no fluff in this comic at all. Oh, yeah. And, he, and yeah. I think the only times he's come close to this is his first couple arcs of Redneck. I think were also this good. Oh, hundred. Yeah. And then like after the first that, twelve issues been... of the first twelve is issues a... of Redneck were were on par with. Yeah, it. and it's so Which funny. Is about the same time. Yeah, so it's actually really funny because the the digital ones I was reading have like. Uh, the ads in the background for like other image books that are coming out and like redneck is one of them like there's an ad for redneck at the back of like issues three through six i think and it's just like man what a fucking heyday this like donny cates had um, yeah with donny cates plus like southern u.s like stories at this time it's just like that was his thing well, I mean, so you good. can really tell that he's, like, writing about the place that he's from, too, right? Oh, like, yeah. It's the same thing. Like, it's one of those things that, like, when you get <laughs> comics that are, like, set ostensibly in the real world, I think, like, That Texas Blood does this really well, too, which is an ongoing book. Uh, but um, Still good, by the way. Still, dude, this current arc is phenomenal. Uh, I highly recommend That Texas Blood to, to people who want a good crime comic. Um but just like when you write about places that you're from and like really it it captures it in a way like i'm not from texas i've been to texas once i have like no personal connection to it but it's like damn texas is in my heart after reading god country (laughs) um and you know it's one of those things where it's like it's also like i didn't realize at the time reading this like come and take it was like a thing they they said in texas and like put on shirts and stuff um but like still at cum it's weird <laughs> damn damn i gotta get out to texas let's go to boy. texas <laughs> um but no it's like 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 just stuff like that like you just feel a connection to the place where it like not just the characters but the place where it takes place because it feels so filled in um and like chad said like all that is is like effortless and i also want to say like i love the framing device for this too that it's like and you basically only get it at a couple points. You get it like at the very beginning and a couple times in his person, then at the very end where it's like, you know, a great, 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 whatever grant, like some descendant of, of the Quinlan family mm-hmm. um, and starts out like those first, like three pages of issue one where it like starts out, like zooming in on earth from, from space. And then the end of issue six being like zooming out on earth and into space uh, and seeing the stars, like the way that that is framed is just like, it's, it's just such a like perfect end cap to it of like, this is about like the, like, this is a book about like having a legacy, but like that, that legacy is just like the stories that you pass down and like the, the, the like special moments that you share with people and the way that that like trickles down through generations and like builds a sort of like, lore and mythos around like the people that you're directly related to it's really cool 
I would say to tag that the legacy is also only as important as the people telling it. Like right. the kinds of people like this is like a family story. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's why this story is so much better is that it's like it belongs to this family and the 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 love of this family is what keeps yeah. it going. Mm-hmm. It's not like this, you know, reading a history book and it's a bunch of facts and numbers. It's like, no, this it really happened. I'm going to tell you about my great 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 granddad who yeah. sword fought a god and it's real because <laughs> texas got fucked up for a weekend and you can go google that <laughs> yeah and the, the, the yeah no and that, that's that's a really great point that like all the like little lines about like yeah every time we tell this it gets longer because like we're expanding on like the myth of like these people yeah that are, that are in the past like it's really it's it's cool um and then like i also love that little line like when aristus and emmett are fighting about how like there's not a single family in the state of Texas that doesn't have a story about the night of that fight because like they could feel it all the way, like out in Amarillo or out in Corpus Christi. Um, mm-hmm. Out in Corpus Christi. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> like, it's just like, yeah, like it's, it's just like little, again, it's like those little like lines that just like so tell you so much about the significance of this story. And like the way that like, it could like you know who knows like 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 and this is something that's like totally admitted by like that like narrator is that like you know who knows how much of it is really true but it doesn't matter because it's it's more it's not it's not like the gods and the sword it's like the the relationships that they had with each other like in reality maybe this was just like the last good few good days that Emmett had where like Mm -hmm. he had like he came back to it to being himself and had like a few days in a row where like that were like these beautiful final moments where they got to like Roy and his wife and his daughter and Emmett got to like make memories together. And then over generations, it's become symbolized by the sword and a fight in a a war in heaven and all of that. But it's at the end of the day, it always comes back to that. Like this is what people meant to each other. Yes. Alex. Yes. Yes. Okay. Alex wrote in our, our chat, uh, it's a sad song, but we sing it anyway, which is from Hades Sound, which I did also think about at, when I was reading the end of this book. Uh, so I'm glad that you also uh, made that connection. Yeah. Uh, important question. Uh, which God Country character do you think cries the most? We'll start with Chad because, you know, we do this every week. So, Chad, who's. Oh, who's I didn't prior? realize this was. Uh, I guess I don't listen to the show, right? What the fuck? <laughs> Yeah, Bale Grimm seems like a sad little masturbator. I bet he cries while he jerks off. <laughs> wow, thank you, Chad. Emily, yeah, we were really missing. We were really missing that je ne sais quoi that the comics <laughs> podcast used to have. It's hard to put a finger on it. Um, I think Dina cries the most because she's a child. Facts. Logic. Take that. And Jean-Luc? I think Roy cries the most because he's a soy boy pussy. Damn. You know what? His mom, as Emmett says, his mom hugged him too much. <laughs> what about you, Alex? I, I think that Jane cries the most because she hates her husband. She doesn't hate her husband. She does not hate her husband. I think she does. And God I Country too. I refuse to believe that. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> Coming soon. Oh, yeah. There's an uh. issue of crossover where it turns out that they've been divorced. for. They had a really big <laughs> divorce. No. Uh, could you imagine? 
Uh, I got two questions left before we uh, wrap up. I don't know which one to go with. I'm going to go with... Uh, I'll go with, does Chad miss us? Uh, uh, Emily, does Chad miss us? I hope so. I miss Chad. Okay, cool. Now we'll go on to the last question, which is... Well, no, one <laughs> gets to answer, no one else gets to answer no. that one. No, 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 no. no. And, okay, for the record, I didn't put this discussion question in. I respect whoever did. Uh, but we're going to go around the panel. It's a mystery. Did that one. Starting with, uh, we'll start with Jean-Luc this time. How big do you think Emmett's dick is? Jean-Luc? I think think uh, Emmett's dick is proportionally as big as Valifax is to the gods. Okay. I don't I know how to translate that into a length, but... He has to wear some baggy shorts, is what you're saying. <laughs> More <laughs> or less, yeah. Was he wearing baggy shorts? While I looked that up. Emily, no, he's wearing jeans answer? the whole time. Um, I baller move. think that he probably has a normal size dick. Bold. Bold, bold, bold. Honestly, it is Chad, a little bolder for me to say that because I could have gone on some uh, lengthy and terrible description, but uh, I'm switching it up. Ah, for- like a dick. <laughs> there you go. Well, not not like all dicks, Chad. Some of them are yeah, not come on, lengthy. But all of them are terrible. Exactly. All are, yeah, exactly. They're all horrible. But some of the them official are... stance. We're against Alzheimer's and we're against dicks. Welcome. Chad, do you have your answer? I'm not all, I'm not like wholly against No, them. I'm not gonna answer like that immature of a question. Come on, you guys have me on as a guest. <laughs> sorry, you sorry. Ask me how big the main character's dick oh, is. I know, I know. Well, I'm no, sorry. It's, it's... I'm sorry, Chad. You wanna talk about maturity? Yeah, no, 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 he's <laughs> right. You know, it's 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 something we ask every episode. Uh we did you know, the other guests have been fine with it, but I understand that you're not Chad and that's okay. <laughs> all right. We should we should have talked about how how big Claudio's dick is on the Amory Wars episode. <laughs> that would have made the episode better, I think. <laughs> no, we we wow. would have needed to talk about how big Mayo's dick is. Well, unfathomable. I know. <laughs> you guys I did hear miss that you sound? guys, by the way. <laughs> Yay! Yay! That's the sound of Chad missing us. And um, it might also sound... It's great to hear. Yeah, it's been it's been great having you back, Chad, uh, as, as a special person on this show. Not that Emily and John Luke and me aren't special on this show. I think we're... Every, I, I cherish you all. I am, nice I am not here. special. I'm like a little bit below replacement level. <laughs> so, well, you've, you've gotten 12 episodes maybe 13 episodes deep and you're still here Jean-Luc so uh congratulations um but yes that sound was the doomsday clock which means it is time for our first ever cry space uh you know friends of the show will know that we haven't done this before because it's our first ever cry space so that's how it works uh but the way it works is we're going to highlight one thing this week that made us cry inspired by no shows inspired by no other people this is original um and because uh, you've been on the show every episode, Emily. I'd like you to go first. Okay. Oh, the answer is everything. I know Emily pretty well. That's fair. <laughs> um, but I'll have to pick out something specific. Um, I, I mean, this book definitely made me cry. But um, that's a cop. Oh yeah, my cat. No, my uh, my fucking cat got out a couple of days ago, and I cried for like three hours. <laughs> 
I mean, he came. Very, that was intense. To cry. He came back. He's fine. I'm so I'm, I'm so happy he came Me back. Me too. I saw the Twitter. I, I saw the Twitter thread after, and then I like you know you went I, the I saw whole the whole journey of like emotions Nick in one second. Then, yeah, so I'm <laughs> glad 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 Buster's home yeah. safe. And he didn't even get hurt, so I don't have to. He didn't even learn a lesson. Yeah, he didn't even learn a lesson. Jesus, that's unfortunate. That's a good cry space. Um, someone else has been on the show, not at all. Chad, what's your cry space? I don't have one. You, okay, John made, Luke, your turn. While, n- while Chad you, is thinking. Nothing made you cry this week? I cry maybe once a year. You should get that. Okay, and it was well, this week. You should get a show more. someone spin, who couldn't you, handle a, a, cartoon, a children's cartoon having a death scene in it. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I feel like you're not the person to tell me to get shit checked out. I don't know what you're talking about. You messaged about. me. They're just like they didn't have the warning when I watched it. No, it was very... I said it was. I said it was shocking because I didn't expect them to go there. I didn't think I needed. You definitely a cried at the end of the season two of Amphibia, though. Uh, I don't know that I. Spoilers I, for season two I of Amphibia. I definitely cried at the end of season one. I don't know if I cried at the end of season two. Wow, Marmar getting fucked. Well, she's not. I mean, I guess spoiler alert, but she's not dead. <laughs> God, I kind of figured. <laughs> Oh. Disney, you don't have the balls. They don't. <laughs> they don't. At least they're still making quality animation, though. They finally made a good Star Wars product. I'm two episodes into Cassian. So far? So good? Oh, I finished the Book of Boba Fett. Didn't like it. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> I think that's like the uniform opinion. That but, shit is but, bad. But, but how great is Tamora Morrison's accent when he's all like, he's, he's, he's New Zealand and stuff. He's pretty cool. Is he the blue guy? He's the he's, he's Boba Fett. Oh, who's who's the who's the blue guy with the red eyes? I like that one. Is that he blue guy with the red eyes? Who's that? The fucking cowboy. Oh, Ken Bay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I want yeah. him in a show. Oh, oh, there's a show with him in it. It's called The Clone Wars. I'm not gonna watch that shit though. That's Chad crazy. doesn't watch animated programs. Who do you think he is? Jeez, right, right. Okay, good. Oh. Wow. Uh, but Chad, what's one thing that made you sad this week then? Um I'm having I'm having saw a friend of mine read a book of mine and it give me advice and he's like, Hey, your epilogue is so bad you need to either cut it or rewrite it or both because it, it is no good. Oh, and I was like, Oh shit. And, and then he explained why and he was absolutely right. And I'm like, Oh no, that's like two or three hours worth of work. Oh, dang. I didn't wow. cry. I was just like, I was just kind of uh, quietly seething. It can be a quietly seething in the book club. Seething space. Damn. Well, yeah. Isn't that the worst when someone reads your book and gives you good advice and you have to like act it, on it? It fucking sucks. But also, you know, that's part of the process. It's like, I uh, ripping off a bandaid or something. And then putting it back on, they're ripping it back off, putting it back on, ripping it back off. <laughs> Applying that sounded good to you. So you should become a writer. To hurt. <laughs> That's how Donny Cates did to God Country. So, magic. Um, Jean Luc, you want to cry in this space? Yeah, I have a I have a very obvious cry space, which is that uh, I saw My Chemical Romance last week, uh, and I gotta say, I I did cry at multiple points during the show. Uh, it it was like. Like, that's an experience that, like, for years I had just, like, written off as, like, I'm never going to see them. And that's a – 
MCR is a band that's been like obviously very important to me at multiple stages in my life. Um, and I was like, I'm never going to see them. It's not going to happen. Um, and then COVID delayed the show by like almost three years, but I finally got to do it. Um, and just hearing like the whole like arena singing along to like, I'm not okay and teenagers, but it was really, I didn't really expect this, but it was Helena that really got me. I was, mm-hmm. uh, I was like in tears, like just completely like in tears, ugly crying during Helena, like all the way through Helena. Um, but it was a beautiful experience. It was a beautiful Heck yeah. experience. That's great I to hear. To and I would love to do it again. I was going to say, you should go see the show that you can see in like a week. Yeah. Or, you know, it's on Friday. Or, I think I'm just going to go. I think I'm just going to go see Lamb of God. The tickets are too oh, yeah. cheaper. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's fair. I, are they free? Like, geez. Wow. <laughs> Unfortunately, no. Wow. Those, those are some good cry spaces. Uh, my cry space is that I have COVID. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I went to Hawaii, had a good five days, went surfing, went to some pretty places, and then uh, got COVID. Oh, I'm curious. Yes. How is surfing for you? Because I, I, w- I went to Hawaii when I was in high school. That was like the big family trip. Yeah. Um, we tried to surf. It was a total shit show. We basically paddled out like forever. Yeah. The waves weren't really big enough. None of us had the balance. I fell over, cut my foot open on a piece of coral, and then oh, swam yeah. back. And then was like, I am so tired. I'm just going to sleep on this beach for four hours. <laughs> so that was how I surfed. How did yours go? It was it was a little better than that. Uh, we, we we got a package where we had like a instructor with us. So uh, we were out oh, there. And he, it was basically probably. like... He would like wait up, wait, wait for the wave to come and then like push us onto it and be like, stand now. And then we'd stand and then we'd like surf a little bit. Um, so I didn't really learn how to surf. Like, like I didn't really learn how to like find a wave. I just learned to like lie on my board and then like get up at a certain time. But I did get up. I did. There, there was most of the time I was just like really like still and static. And then the guy taking pictures was like, you look like a robot. And I was like, that's kind of rude. It's like, I'm paying money here. Jeez. I'm having hey, you look fun. like a movie star. <laughs> But apparently, I looked like a robot. Uh, so then also, the next time, is, I, yeah, is crying so normal that you guys can do this once a week? No, oh no. Well, it's like a glad space, but we didn't want to copy uh, a certain so show. So it's like the and opposite. We're called Cry so it's our sad yeah. space. But 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 okay. most of the time, it's like you know we have happy cries. That's true. Um, and you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't but have yes, those we, either. we 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 are emotionally unstable. But you know, most that. of the time, it's not actually mm. crying. It's like. Something made me feel a very strong emotion. Oh. Yeah. Like, but, one of the you know, weeks my cry space was that I actually liked the new Game of Thrones show, which means I have to see Matt Smith's face in a television yeah. show once a week. And he sobbed for 20 minutes straight on the show, though. It was very, <laughs> it's very, very moving. It's very good. Okay, I understand uh, this better now. Uh, yeah. Whoa. But all that to say, then I chilled, and I was relaxing on one of the on one of the waves, and I went, like, 30 feet farther wow. than I did the other time. So nice. surfing was pretty cool. Hawaii was cool. I'm sick now, but not as sick as I was in the hotel. And then I had to buy two extra nights and a new plane fare, which was, Ooh. that made me sad because money. Yeah, I bet that. Uh, but then I came home and there was a steam deck. So it's, it's a happy Yay. time. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Well, yeah, that's it. We've made it through an episode of Crying in the Book Club with our second ever special guest. Yeah. Who's your first? Uh, Alice. Um... Alice is on for the oh, Alice yeah. on the Coheed episode. Yeah. The Coheed show, yeah. I couldn't handle being on that episode. 
wow, that yeah, that is on brand, isn't it? Which means that the episode is entirely masturbatory. <laughs> yeah, was, yeah. There, was, there, there, just, there was no one there to there balance was no it out. No one there to balance is, us which, out, which I think is good. I, I think that's our longest episode. It's two hours and forty-five minutes. Yeah. Yep. Fuck yeah. that. I okay, yeah, so, I don't think a Joe Rogan episode. Yeah. Uh, but yes, thanks for everybody for coming by. Thanks, Chad, for for stopping by the episode. We, uh, I know, I had a great time with you here, and would definitely love to have you on again yeah. if you wanted to at some point. Yeah, this was like um, really nostalgic. I honestly, I brought like notes and brain power, and I didn't get that drunk. You know, the comics podcast, I, I was never like quite on this game. And if I come back, I can't guarantee I will be. But I did have a lot of fun. This was a good time. I think that's part of the fun. Uh, do you have any any of your notes you still want to talk yeah, about? Anything, anything you missed before we head out? Because, I mean, you, you put in the work. No, no. Uh, oh, oh yeah. Uh, there. So I was really curious on um, uh, Valofax, the name of the sword. And I was like, is there is there some like important shit in this name? So I went on Google and I was like, oh, facts as a suffix. And I was like, no, it doesn't exist. I was like, okay, how about facts? And it's like, oh, here we go. There's some stuff. Because uh, if you read Lord of the Rings, uh, Gandalf's, his name's Gandalf, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah it is. Yes. It's been a wee bit. <laughs> so his, his, his horse is named Shadowfax because he's the Lord of all horses. And I was like, well, Valofax is the Lord of all swords. Is there something here? And it turns out the answer is no. I think Donnie Case just likes Tolkien. <laughs> and so if you see facts at the end of a fantasy name it is yeah. it is related to tolkien and not anything special i like how you didn't know gandalf's name but you knew that his horse's name very confident on the horse's name not at all yeah you're like the wizard's name wow that's fantastic typical of a former mindless pony watcher hey Hey, I wonder what Shadow Fax's cutie mark is. That's a good question. We'll answer that. I don't know in what the, the next fuck episode. that means. <laughs> That's uh, a good question. Stay tuned for the next episode where we answer that question. Yeah, where Chad comes back and we read My Little Pony comics. Don't threaten oh. me with a good time. Don't threaten Emily with Luke, a good it's time. It's, it's happening now. That's, yeah, that's, there, oh, wait, admittedly, there are that. no really good four or five arc issues mlp they they typically end like shit so <laughs> I, w- I won't we, subject that to you we can read the first two issues of like six of them though right just get a yeah, nice start usually, uh, usually a we good can, start uh, read nice. the one where uh rarity becomes nightmare moon you can find our show at crying at the book club <laughs> uh, at crying book club on twitter uh rate and review us five stars we have an email that probably hasn't gotten any emails yet because we haven't checked it and we don't really plug it, but it is at, uh, what is crying it at? Book is that club. why we don't get any emails? At cryingbookclub at gmail.com. So check that out. It's just oh, cryingbookclub at gmail.com. There's mm-hmm. no at at the beginning. Yeah, I think you just meant like... You broke, you, you broke my brain. You broke... Okay, all right, all right John Luke. Uh, I'm going to do your plug for you because of that. Uh, you can find him on Twitter at Mountain Dude Liker on Letterboxd at JLBotBill. I don't know if he's... I know he's been updating his scores. I don't know if you've been updating your reviews. Is that, is that correct? I haven't watched a movie in like two weeks, dude. Wow. Wow. That's sad. Almost as sad as if you went to Twitter and followed Alex Hansiuk because he doesn't tweet. But he does check out everyone else's tweets. So that's kind yeah, of Yeah, sometimes you like uh, Emily. Yeah. I, I mean, I always wow, like your tweets. He doesn't like my tweets. The question is whether I physically oh, okay. do it. I always like your tweets, John Luke, also. <laughs> Chad, I don't know. Hit and miss, you know? It's there. 
Uh, no, there was something this week. Anyway, uh, Twitter, Emily, uh, mpandanata. Uh, you can find her on Letterboxd at Pandabore, Twitch at Pandabore, and you are streaming the Phoenix Wright Ace Attorney yes, game. Yes, I'm on still, the second correct? game now, and I'm very excited to the next episode or the next part of the uh, the game that I'm about to get to. I get to meet a character that I've been uh, hotly anticipating since beginning this endeavor, so... She's a mean woman. Aren't we all? Uh, you can check out Emily's podcast. Imagine me, you in a fresh podcast market and probably debuting by the time this episode's At out. At some point. Well, we've been saying that for six months. That looks terrible. I do not control uh, the edit of the podcast on that one. So, uh, I can see that Chad wants, to, Chad wants to ask about that one, but he can't. because If you liked answer, this so. episode of Crying in the Book Club, you can listen to the only episode of Imagine Me and Each and I've ever listened to. Which is the episode Chad? Yeah, it was good. And I don't remember. I listened to that one too. But if you need more Chad in your life and don't want to listen to the year, the five years of comics podcasts that we did, <laughs> you then what's your problem? You can listen to him talk about anime instead. Yeah, so that episode. Smart. I wrote up some plugs for Chad down here. It's true. You can find Jean. <laughs> you can find Chad. Wow. Oh, I a lot. All right, good day, folks. Chad's not getting a plug. Uh, Chad, find his Twitter at InAutumnBand. He's got some good stuff. His writing at InAutumn.wordpress.com. Books. Yes, your rut's right. The person you heard speaking is a published author. Check out his books on Amazon. Search Search of Chad Waller. Waller, uh, Where you can find dreamscapes and uh, Toyland and The Ninth Life. Oh, you are a good friend. I remembered. Hey, hey, hey Luke, you were quiet there. Was there was there a reason, or you just you just knew the answers? I own all three of those books. You can I find <laughs> Chad's it's music true, at an I bought. I bought. Why do you guys look at me like that? I no, bought no, and do. read. Me thinks oh, the Jean I... doth protest too much. Okay, well, here's the thing. Some of you guys have to wait for Chad's books to go to market before you get to read them. Oh, shit. He's pulling that. I get exclusive early access before they're even finished. Are you the guy who told him his his epilogue or shit? Or is that someone else? For a minute, I thought that Chad was going to be talking about Jean-Luc. Oh, no. He's only on, like, chapter four, and he's had it for three months. But I'm on chapter five, and I read the last three chapters and the epilogue today. The things I have to change. <laughs> Chad is also a game maker. You can find the Land of Glass uh, on Steam. You can find it on itch.io. You can also find this little uh, little uh, anime game, which name I forget, Chad. But uh, what uh, is it Soul called? Wishes on itch.io. Soul Wishes. Itch.io. You want to tell tell everyone about it quickly? Uh, Soul Wishes is a really dumb rhythm game. Uh, we made a a anime inspired rock song for it. And you you play as two uh, is like the main character of an anime. You gotta shoot a kamehameha, and like as you do the rhythm stuff, your kamehameha gets bigger than your enemies until you kill your oh. enemy. But you can put your own music in. It will Heck it will yeah. load in, uh, whatever MP3 file you throw at it or wave. Oh, that's fun. Nice. And wh- where can people find that game? That's on Itchio. Check it out on Itchio. And lastly, you can check out Chad's podcast with friend of the show Cameron. I see friend of the show. I don't think he's ever listened to it. Neither has. Uh, chad but you know we'll stop <laughs> going in front of the show that's fine it's all good check out opinions are cheap uh which is one of my favorite podcasts i, I quite enjoy listening to it and i'm actually you know what i, I think i'm on episode like 160 of my re-listen uh which has been on which has been interesting i've been taking notes oh boy uh, i am so i want i want to claw these notes out of you alex i'm so curious 
It's been good. Mostly because I don't remember most of the episodes we do because I get pretty drunk on them. And so I'm just yeah. like, what stupid thing would the world cancel me oh for God. that I said? I like how I was, you should I like make up, I, like, yeah. you should make up, like, a big, like, pop quiz. Or, like, make, uh, maybe write up a bunch of, like, funny things and make Cameron, Cameron and Chad guess who said what. Or yeah, that's, who had what opinion that's actually... on something. Or make, make, make them yeah. try to own up to the things they've said. I've had a few ideas because I put way too much time into this thing already. Um, so I think I think that'd be a great idea. Might even get some other people nice. on too. I don't know. It's their show. See what you do. But um, yes, this has been an episode of Crying in the Book Club. Thanks so much for stopping by. And remember to not forget. <laughs>